Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that so imagination the shared creates collaboration. Collaboration creates community. They are creators inspires. Uh, so create change. The creative folk. I'm David Peck. Not the only this face to face. Creative folk connected to. Now, Adam and I kind of have uh, a few laughs about that, actually, as well. The three of us talking about how, you know, t- typically Canadian history is kind of seen as dull and uninteresting and boring. And, and I think what, what what's so wonderful and brilliant about this uh, uh, series, uh, produced, by the way, by Unlikely Pair Productions, um, is, is that it, 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 it's anything but dull. I mean, Canadian history is 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 quite exciting in its in its own right, and and as they go a little deeper in some of the stories, we talk about the assassination of Darcy McGee, the hidden story behind Vancouver's Twin Peaks. I mean, it it does kind of on the surface sound kind of dull and uninteresting, I suppose, but buckle up. Uh, there's a lot more going on than meets the eye, and I think that's what's so wonderful, not only about the series, but about history, about Canada, about people, about stories. And uh, this is this is all about misconceptions about, I, I would say, about Canadian history, but about people themselves. And so they get into a whole lot of issues, and, and um, they talk uh, in, in, in a really interesting way, too, by the way. This is, you know, using animation, and uh, there's, a, there's a comic, comic thread throughout and they 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 avoid the classic uh talking head this is uh yeah this is i I would say this is kind of about trying to set the record straight and um how we're surrounded by stories all the time so uh, don't touch that dial adam bunch and ashley brooke coming up talking about their new web series the canadiana project and don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking you can get a hold of me there also face to face live.ca there's there's so many other uh, interviews there for you to check out Got some really exciting ones coming up in the very near future. Don't forget, you can support us financially on Patreon.com. We'd really appreciate that. Help us, uh, you know, pay for some of the expenses here at Face to Face. And if you can't do that, I totally understand. I'd love for you, though, to leave a quote. You can do that on iTunes. It would be wonderful if you could support us in that way. Share it with your friends, your family, and and, and people you don't even know. That, That could be really helpful, too. 
And uh, don't forget that uh, we have an email newsletter you can sign up for. And if you want to advertise on Face to Face, you can certainly do that too. Reach out to us through our email. And don't forget, I also appear on rabble.ca and really proud to be there and, and so many other podcasts, blogs, writers, journalists, people going a little deeper. News for the rest of us. Check it out, rabble.ca. Coming right up, the Canadiana Project with Ashley Brooke and Adam Bunch. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by two uh, very special guests here with us today. We've got Ashley Brook and Adam Bunch, uh, creators, uh, historians, filmmakers uh, of the new uh, Canadian series called Canadiana. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Ashley and Adam. Thanks for having us. So, where where are you guys actually calling in from? Uh, we we've, we've kind of got a three way call going on here. I'm I'm in you know the great what the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. Ashley, are you are you in Toronto mm-hmm. today? Yes, yes. We're, Adam and I are both actually. Based oh, in you're both in Toronto. Oh, come on. I was hoping Adam might have been calling in from like I don't know <laughs> Thailand or something. That would have been kind of fun. <laughs> so why yeah, don't we? Just the junction. Just the junction. Okay, not not quite Thailand. You can get some pretty good Thai food in the junction, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, a little bit of a stretch. So why don't you guys, you know, give me? I mean, I've certainly I've I've I've, I've seen a bit of the series. Um, I've got lots of questions about history and Canada and storytelling and, and, and your website calls you a group of myth. Uh, is it a myth shattering group of historians? Is that right? <laughs> um, I, I guess suppose you could call us that. <laughs> so, so, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the genesis of the, the project? Uh, you know, there's, there's two other co-creators there's four of you yeah tell us about the team tell us about about the about the series itself and and um yeah why 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 you're doing this in the first place uh well my husband Kyle Kuko and I um we actually came up with the idea several years ago um to do a Canadian history series and um we didn't really know how to go about it but uh, we were big fans of Adam Bunch's blog. He has a Toronto history blog hmm. called the Toronto Dreams Project. And we've been following that for some time, and we really liked his writing style and his tone on that. Um, so we just kind of cold-called him and asked him right. if he would be interested in in co-writing and, and hosting a show with us. And then from there, we tried pitching it to a few different broadcasters, but it was the 150th at the time and they'd they'd already had lined up Canadian history they've, series they've like been long pitched, before then. They'd been pitched out, <laughs> had they? Pitched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of bad timing when we right. thought it would be good timing, but we were just a little too late there. So we ended up just um we brought in another co creator, Joseph Beebe, and the four of us just went over one two weekends and filmed a whole bunch of episodes um ourselves. We actually just went to um Montreal, Quebec City, and Ottawa, and uh, we used that as like to get our YouTube channel started, and then we used that as a proof of concept for the Bell Fund, who ended up funding our subsequent episodes. Um, so yeah, you can find us, uh, we have, I think, 14 episodes at this point, and they're all available on our YouTube channel. And that's youtube.com backslash Canadiana. And I'm going to spell it C-A-N-A-D-I-A-N-A. Um, so, Adam, you went from blogger to host, narrator. Was this in the cards for you uh, a, a few years back? Were you expecting this cold call, Adam? 
<laughs> I can't uh, really say that I was, although uh, the idea of doing something like this is something that, yeah, had a lot of appeal for a long time, mm. but doesn't exist much in Canada. Uh, you know, somewhere like England, there are just dozens of historians and uh, professionals and amateurs who uh, get to host a lot of uh, film and TV documentaries about their history. But in Canada, I think for a long time, we sort of had a misconception that Canadian history is dry and boring. Mm. A lot of people think it's maybe kind of unimportant and that uh, they think of us as a new country. So, uh, the, you know, you just don't see very many hosted Canadian history uh, series out there at all, whether it's on TV or YouTube or uh, in the theaters. Uh, so when they did call, it was really exciting, a chance to yeah, get out there and tell some of the stories that people maybe haven't heard or have heard and think they know, but there's a much deeper and more fascinating story behind them. Uh, so it's neat, yeah, and getting out and getting to see the country, and especially the last year, being able to go out west to BC and up to Yukon and Winnipeg and really dive into these stories has been uh, quite an amazing experience. So... So, you, 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 I think you touched on it. I mean, I was always under the impression. I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm several generation Canadian on one side, and I'm I'm British on another. And depending on the day you ask me, I'm sort of proud of that. And other days, not not so much. <laughs> but, but I've always, you know, and I, I'm old enough to have sort of been, I think, brought up with some of that boring Canadian history. However, having said that, that was the tone. But I remember being just totally engaged by by the whole real rebellion and that whole portion of our history and just thinking how i don't know i mean i almost romanticized it i think as a i guess i would have been a, an early teenager i suppose around the time i was learning about that do you think that is kind of shifting though that 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 boring canadian thing or would you say my kids are growing up with the the same sort of sentiment i think it is shifting i think there's sort of uh in time at the moment, more and more interest in what it means to be Canadian and how this country has come about, uh, and sort of a pride on one hand and a wanting to understand our problems on the other, uh, that there are those good stories and bad that I think a lot of people, and we've heard it over and over again, had that experience of sort of being taught in school dry lists of dates and events uh, and not stories, which, you know, just as humans, we connect with on that visceral level. And I think all of us, the four of us who who've co-created the series, we're lucky enough to have uh, really good and engaging history teachers that mm. sort of taught us to see things through storytelling, uh, which is the approach that we try to bring to these stories. And it is something that like, Canadian history, for one, it didn't start in 1867 with Confederation. There's a history that goes back of right. colonialism and settlers far beyond that, and then thousands and thousands of years of Indigenous history beyond that, and that it's, of course, it's not all dry and boring. <laughs> history is, you know, everything that's ever happened, and in Canada that includes uh, wars and rebellions and the American invasion and uh, plagues and even assassinations, which... Uh, is what we dive into in our most recent episode that we just posted on YouTube last week. It's all about the assassination of Darcy McGee, one of the fathers of Confederation, shot dead in the streets of Ottawa. And as Canadians, we grew up with stories of the assassination of Lincoln and of Kennedy. Right. Sort of know, you know, many of us know that story, both of those stories, sort of like the back of our hand, or at least in more detail, 
Boston, any of us know about the assassination of Darcy McGee, or even George Brown, another father of Confederation who was assassinated, who maybe we'll tell a story about someday. We have all those stories, and I think we've just always looked elsewhere for uh, thinking that the history of other places might be more exciting or more right. important, but the more you learn, once you start digging into Canadian history, you realize, actually, the history of this place is just as fascinating as the history of all those other places. Adam, Adam, there's no need to go to Thailand. You can just hang out in the junction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. when you when you mentioned, you know, like this notion of history starting for Canada and, and Confederation, it, it just made me think of, are you guys old enough to remember, you know, Back to the Future, that, you know, the where where the... The um, dock is 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 uh, programming uh, the 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 DeLorean to go back into time to the birth of Christ, I believe. And he writes in December twenty fifth, and I think it's zero 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 or something like that, as if there was you know this this moment in time. Well, I think I think what you what you're talking about though, and I, I certainly and by the way, guys, congratulations! I love what you're doing with this, um, uh, and I haven't seen the whole series. Obviously, fourteen's a lot, but they're 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 short, they're pithy. There's there's a there's a lot going on uh, uh, in in each episode, it seems to me. Yeah, I think uh, that's something we're definitely striving for, is that every story, uh, even if it's something that you could easily tell in a sentence, like, right. Trust me, it was assassinated. Once you start digging, uh, you really like sort of using those individual stories to start exploring bigger issues right. and bigger trends and historical topics. So Darcy McGee, to take him as an example again, was uh, an Irish immigrant who'd been sort of a revolutionary freedom fighter against British rule uh, in Ireland and came here and became sort of a br loyal British subject who saw himself as very Canadian uh, and very interested in, uh, yeah, as one of the fathers of Confederation and building uh, a British-Canadian nation here uh, who was shot dead, most people think, by Athenian revolutionaries who saw him as a traitor, who ties into stories of how huge and important Irish immigration was to Canada at the time and battles between Protestants and Catholics that I think uh, people don't realize how big that was uh, a part of Canadian history. In Toronto, there were riots in the street every year and people shot dead and the St. Patrick's Day parade was banned for more than a century. Uh, so you get the hopefully very fascinating sort of mm. mystery of McGee getting murdered and this question of whether the man who was hanged for the crime actually committed the murder. Uh, but it also ties into sort of those broader stories, which uh, we try to explore as much as we can well, within those sort of short, pithy videos. I think what's so beautiful too about just what you guys are doing is that, that and, I, and I can't think of the quote right now, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's about connecting the dots to some degree. Um, for me anyway, you know, and isn't that what history is about? It's about, uh, you know, context mm -hmm. and about clarity and hopefully understanding ourselves better and how we relate to others and so on. I mean, it can be a lot of other things too. It can be certainly used for both good and ill, I suppose. But for me, it's it's about that thread, right? And you start to pull the thread mm -hmm. and, you, and you kind of find out what else it's connected to. Is, is, I think that's is what... That, does that make sense, mm -hmm. Ashley? Yeah, no, I think like at the beginning we were kind of debating, should we be making, you know, short one minute videos that are like right. people can watch really quickly and, and their attention span won't wear out. And uh, we realized that the more nuanced and layered stories are actually going to be more popular and people, people want those. So it's partly that too, because we, we didn't actually know at first 
what type of thing people wanted from a Canadian History Channel. But I think in Canada, we already have um, like the Heritage Minute. The Heritage Minute. They're one yeah. minute long and, and they're like, they're so quick and you don't really get into any of the complexity of those stories. So that's something that we try to do. Is is and is it is there a model that you've used for each story that you've told, or or have you kind of let it kind of uh, I don't know about tell itself, but reveal itself as you've been doing the research? Um, is this about a, a morsel? Is this about an article that you read and say, hey, that's going to make a great episode, and then we're going to pack it into a fourteen minute template, or or is it way more nuanced than that? I think all of our videos do sort of follow the same format, and we have certain rules like we tend well, we'd never um, interview experts within our episodes so we may interview people as supplementary content and post that on social and we'd like to do that but um, we try to avoid the broadcast style documentary okay. um, and we try to avoid talking heads and we try to use animation as much as possible to make it more visually entertaining um, but we come across these stories in all sorts of ways, whether it's just something we'd heard before or something we find in an article or um, a book that we've read. Uh, so there, there's no really, <laughs> and we never say, oh, they're all going to be 15 minutes long. We, we write them and we see how long they end up and um, we like them to take the time that they need. Um, Ashley, before I ask Adam this question, what's what's the most for you so far? Fourteen episodes, and you've probably got others, you know, in in production, and you're thinking about third season and all that. What's the mm-hmm. for you so far the most surprising story uh, where you've kind of went, "Wow, never knew that one before." I would have said the Darcy McGee episode, but Adam's spoken about that a bit. I think. <laughs> Um, I think one of our other popular ones is our Sudbury episode, okay. um, which was really fun to film. We actually went underneath Sudbury. There is a laboratory called Snow Lab, which studies dark matter. And uh, some people don't expect that. They think Sudbury is, is a mining town. Um, but the history of that is much more complicated. Um, said that the reason that Sudbury is a mining town is because a comet hit so many years ago, and um, Adam Adam will be able to tell this a lot better than I will. But <laughs> um, Adam, why don't you? Uh, Adam, I think yeah, that was but... a cue for you to step in there, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and by the way, I'm really hoping to come away with a good understanding of what dark matter is uh, by the end of our oh, conversation that, yeah, tonight. Adam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you and the physicists. And That's the right. Lab, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that episode sort of starts uh, almost two billion years ago nice. with a comet hitting the spot where Sudbury is now, uh, causing a massive crater. I think is well, I can't remember the detail, but much bigger than the one left behind by the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs that uh, sort of pooled with ores, including nickel. So that's why there's a huge nickel deposit, the biggest in the world, I think, under Sudbury. So we sort of examine that and find traces of the comet impact that you can still see in the stones and then uh, travel, I think it's two kilometers beneath the surface of the Earth where Snow Lab is a super uh, protected uh, from radiation laboratory where they can be uh, looking for dark matter and have a huge experiment set up uh, hoping that they'll be able to detect it one day that uh, it'll strike inside the giant ball they have set up and 
uh, confirm the fact that dark matter really does exist, which was one of the stories I was most surprised to find too, which is a good example of how uh, I think we just sort of stumble across stories and keep our eyes open and that they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was just watching a documentary, I think by like the BBC about the history of the universe and the host showed up in Sudbury looking at some rocks talking oh, about a comet. Oh, that's hilarious. So, um, immediately, yeah. So to talk to Kyle and Ashley and Joseph and say, do you guys know this story? Is this something everybody knows? Because this seems crazy. Uh, just... And then, yeah, within a few months, we're in Sudbury, you know, deep with, below the surface of the earth, exploring that story. Um, you go down in like a small, tight elevator? or what's, what's the story there? You go down as if you're going down into the mines, and then you walk through one of the mine shafts for quite a ways. Very hot. <laughs> you have to wear all the mining equipment. And then you have to go through um, cleansing, like they, they uh, clean all of your film equipment, obviously, and you have to shower and put on special equipment because it has to be so sanitary and no dust can get into that laboratory. So it was exciting for somebody. <laughs> so what about, what about, okay, so I'm already getting creeped out. What about the claustrophobia factor with, with, any, with any of your team? Uh, none of us had a problem with that, thankfully. In- interesting. <laughs> so it wasn't too tight. It was. I, I remember going through a, a tunnel in in Vancouver, and it was about a mile and a half long. And you could, at once, you came around a bend, you could sort of see the end, the light. The, you could actually see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that I was able to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief. I guess maybe I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a freak over here. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. So yeah, was it? Did you say two miles below the surface? Yeah, two kilometers. Yeah, two kilometers. Sorry. Yeah, that's too far. That's too far. It's like to me, that's like jumping out of an airplane. It's just you know, that's just we weren't we weren't meant to do that. I think it's really fascinating to me, you know, that I mean, wow, what an opportunity for you guys, right? To, uh, for to step into just all these. Hmm, all these fascinating st- stories and lives and in this Canadian history that frankly, I would think most of us don't know. I mean, when I first scrolled through the website uh, and I looked at the, at the list, I just, yeah, I mean, I had no idea about the, 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 the peaks in Vancouver, you know, I mean, that's just uh, on, on one level, but then once you actually get into the story, all the details and the nuances, and I think I'm, I'm and now I'm talking again, Adam, Ashley, about that, about that thread, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. something I don't know. There's something kind of uh, uh, um, validating about that to me, you know, and something very human. Um, um, anyway, just just a, just a bit of commentary there. Um, are you guys? Would you say? And either of you go go for, go for this. I'd love to hear from you both on this. But would you say there's a sense in in which you're trying to set the record straight? Does that make sense? That question. Yeah, and I think it sort of applies in a few different ways. Uh, one is the way we sort of already talked about that idea that so many people think Canadian history is boring right. and recent and sort of uneventful that we try to infuse in every episode is sort of a refutation of that whole idea and misconception. Right. Uh, and there are other ones too, stuff like, for instance, that episode about the peaks in Vancouver which today are known as the Lions and are uh, probably two of the, if not the single two most famous mountains in Canada. Uh, They're where the BC Lions football team got their name and the Lionsgate Bridge that has uh, led to many other different names, Uh, Lionsgate Logger and Lionsgate Entertainment and places like that. So uh, 
you think of them as the lions, but they actually have a much older name, mm. the sisters, which came from local indigenous people and uh, is a much, much older name with much deeper roots to the history of that place. The lions got their name because uh, another part of Confederation thought they looked like British lions, like the ones in Trafalgar Square. But the sisters, that name's tied deeply to the history of that place for many generations before the first settlers arrived. So that's one, too, that was... I think, yeah, a real privilege for us to be able to mm. trace that story and learn more about the Cavalanos who are uh, absolutely yeah. Polish peoples who well, and uh, how is it and how and, it's connected to poetry for crying out loud? I mean, this I mean, this is just this is wonderful stuff. Yeah, so that too that they told the story of the sisters and sort of popularized it in early 1900s Vancouver through the help of Pauline Johnson a Haudenosaunee poet from the Six Nations, not far outside Toronto, who was uh, one of the most famous poets in Canada at the time. Uh, and that we were lucky enough to be uh, able to go to Chiefswood, her childhood home on the territory of the Six Nations, and uh, visit and film there. And then, too, have the Capilano's great-granddaughter, mm. Stephanie Mathias, who's an actor from uh, shows like Da Vinci's Inquest and one of the 16 hereditary chiefs of the uh, the Squamish Nation to read the passage from the legend. That is, yeah, definitely one of the most uh, uh, privileged moments I think we've had in the series is getting to tell stories like that. Is there a sense in which you, um, um, hmm, uh, and this is for both of you as well, but but a, a sense of respect almost? Um, uh, is it is it crazy to say sort of like uh, a little bit of awe? inspiring some of these some of these places some of these moments that uh, some of the things that you're probably even even in the telling of the story I would think that are being revealed mm -hmm. yeah there are many I think that's a that's a big one it, of Martha Black was another big one physically and sort of storytelling wise mm -hmm. uh, the cheese uh, sort of mostly best known as the second woman ever elected to Canadian Parliament uh, who grew up in Chicago and decided to come to Yukon during the gold rush uh, and did the Chilkoot Trail, which is a harrowing, death-defying route uh, that m most like, people turn back from, uh, that she did while she was pregnant, wearing a corset and a long skirt. Uh, and we got to climb into a tiny little Cessna plane and fly <laughs> over the Chilkoot Trail in a remote mountain range in the north and over the Chilkoot Pass, which is this giant uh, staircase carved out of ice that has about as many steps as the CN Tower does today. Uh, there was another one where it was just the awe of the landscape of mm. this country mm -hmm. and of the scale of some of our stories and some of the figures that call yeah. this place home. That's a, great, that's a great phrase. The scale of some of our stories sounds like a good title for a book or a poem. Um, Ashley, it sounds like you guys really need to be well insured on this series. Is is that what I'm hearing? There's a there's a lot of <laughs> we we do we do yeah, have Cess to have Cessna definitely. airplanes two yeah. kilometers below the surface. You know, ice ice staircases, these kinds of things. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that we rely on the like the Bell Fund and and we're looking for other funding right now actually. But there's no way we could first of all travel beyond Ontario, but just the cost of accessing some of these locations and insurance and 
everything like that. Oh, it's got to be pretty crazy. Have you found have you found that the show's been well received? I mean, you've you've won a couple of awards recently. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Tell us tell tell our listeners about that. And I'm going to remind everybody again. It's it's this is Canadiana.com is the website. And um, help me out if I get it wrong, but it's it's YouTube. Is it YouTube backslash Canadiana? Is that right? YouTube.com slash Canadiana. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, tell us tell us about those awards and, 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 and maybe, yeah, unpack a little bit about how either easy or how difficult it is to been to make this Canadian series about Canada in Canada. Um, well, we've actually, we've been accepted to quite a few web festivals around the world uh, recently. Some of them haven't happened yet, but um, New York Web Fest, which Adam attended in November, uh, Miami Web Fest, Holly Web Festival, Thistle Web Fest, um, and we're nominated for Best Documentary Series at Yorkton Film Festival. Nice, uh, as well as for a, a an award for Best Editing um, at, from the Canadian Cinema Editors Organization, and that's actually the second year we've been nominated for that one. Um, so yeah, we, we've been well received, uh, and the subscribers that we do have are very loyal and they the feedback that we receive is just so heartening we get comments all the time saying i'd never heard this story before (laughs) i really hope you keep doing what you're doing um this is one of the ones we keep getting is this is the most underrated channel on youtube nice (laughs) very nice to hear yeah that's pretty cool um but yeah we're still we're still a new channel on youtube and it's hard as as a small channel on youtube to to get the word out there, a lot of people don't know we exist still. So we're we're hovering around three thousand subscribers right now, and we're hoping that that will grow because, um, as we were talking about, it's it's very difficult to do this without outside funding, and and to attract funders, you also have to show that you have Absolutely. an audience. You've got an audience. You've got you've got engagement of one kind or another. Mm-hmm. Would you say so, Would you say your audience, or, or have you guys thought about that that the academic crowd, the 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 younger academic crowd? Um, I would. Yeah. Well, we have. Um, so McIntyre Media approached us last year. They're one of Canada's leading educational distributors, and they. Um, so they do all that. They actually like pitch it and try to um, get it into schools across Canada. So it is available as a teaching aid. Nice. Uh, within Canada, uh, so we have that going. Um, but anyone can also go to our channel and and watch the videos without paying anything. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. And are you, and are you talking about, a, or thinking about a season, a third season? We definitely are. We, um, we'd love to go to the East coast because we haven't beyond Quebec. We haven't, um, told any stories there yet. And we'd also like to go to the prairies. Uh, so I think a lot of Canadian history theories tend to skip over that part of Canada. Right. Um, so yeah, we have we have a few stories in mind that we like to tell in those places if we can get some more funding. Um, have would you say a hope of yours is, and I would imagine that that um, any one of the stories could this could apply to, but you know, family driving uh, by the uh, the two peaks, and again, either of you go go for it here, and somebody now being able to talk about them, you know, in a in a meaningful way. They're not just you know beautiful mountains that we can enjoy in the distance we actually they're actually rooted in in context and community and and this is actually really the way it was is that would that would you say that's a hope so for you guys 
Yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, I think at part of the core of what we're hoping for is that there are all these stories all around us all the time mm. uh, that people don't realize are there, but are part of uh, what Canada is today. You know, it's not an accident that the country uh, is here and that the traditions and stories and institutions and even our roads and buildings mm. all uh, have histories that are tied to these stories. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I don't think Canada has been particularly good in general at sharing those stories with each other and telling them uh, in a particularly engaging way. So hopefully the more we tell them and the more interesting we can make it and informative, the more those stories will get shared uh, and sort of deepen our understanding of this place and ourselves and what it means to be Canadian. Do you, so just to tie it back to my question about setting the record straight, and Adam, maybe this is a, a little more for you, but Ashley, love to hear your thoughts too. Um, do, I mean, does history repeat itself? I mean, you know, is 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 that something that's on your mind as you're telling these stories? Uh, I mean, you must be. Think, I mean, obviously, with the uh, the story of the of the two sisters, you're thinking about uh, our you know indigenous brothers and sisters and reconciliation. I mean, that's got to be on your mind. In fact, it comes out in the episode. So yeah, just just wondering what your thoughts are. You know, uh, you know, why does somebody choose history over philosophy? You know, or or sociology? You know, so a couple couple questions there, but you know, go 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 where your heart desires. <laughs> I do think a lot of those stories are sort of ongoing. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, as I was uh, saying in answer to the last question, that it's no coincidence that our institutions and traditions and governments and systems are all set up the way they are. Right. Uh, that there's a historical reason they got set up that way that frequently gets lost or obscured. Uh, and I think that's maybe even more true of indigenous issues today than uh, than most things, for sure. Uh, then understanding how we ended up here and what really happened uh, is an important part of understanding what needs to happen. Uh, and yeah, history is literally everything that's ever happened. So understanding those things can, I think, teach us uh, how to move forward and mm. how we'll have to move forward. Helps you understand where other people might be coming from and uh, the stories that they might know about their past and our collective past, all I think uh, can really help to inform how we're going to be able to move forward uh, on a huge number of issues and uh, yeah, how we'll be able to be successful and continue to build Canada and make it an even better place. I love that it's, I love that all of this stuff is really kind of rooted in mystery and wonder I mean, there's a there's a detective element to all of this too. I would think, right? As you guys are doing your research, you get a morsel of a story, you go deeper, and then you just, I would imagine, it's kind of like going through the old filing box. <laughs> what's what's at the bottom? What are we going to discover next? Yeah, I think yeah. there are a lot of. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Ashley. No, no, I, I was just going to agree. We we use the term detective all the time, and oh, I think yeah, yeah. even even when we're structuring some of the episodes, they feel like like especially our latest episode um, feels a bit like a detective story or like we're uncovering the cold case of, of the assassination of Darcy McGee. Um, I just yeah, love, just I just love, as well. I love the fact that you can say that this, this guy in Ottawa was shot dead in the street. So just, it's just, it's a horrible <laughs> thing for him and his family at the time, but it just, 
just, yeah, you don't typically go there with Canadian history. You really don't. And we're kind of back to that, mm-hmm. that same, that same uh, notion again. Um, well, I think it's wonderful that you're, you're helping to dispel that myth. And for me, isn't it, isn't it kind of about that there, there, there's just, you know, uh, so much more going on than meets the eye, right? And, and, and it's about asking better questions and, 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 I guess I hope coming to a better understanding. A lot of a lot of the work that I've done over the last fifteen or twenty years, as most of my listeners know, is you know in, in international development, and 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 I've had been very fortunate to travel to quite a few different countries around the world, and I'm always just blown away at what I don't know. And I know that sounds almost mm-hmm. kind of trite, but it it it's taken me a long time to sort of get there. And for me, you know, being a good development worker is about listening. It's about asking good questions, I suppose, but it's really mm-hmm. about listening and it's about context. And I don't know if you agree with this, Adam, as the, 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 the writer and the host and so on, but isn't, isn't that what history is kind of about? Yeah, it is. Uh, just listening and digging and being open to finding new things and learning new things. If we entered any of these episodes when we start doing the research, thinking that we already knew the story, uh, they wouldn't be anywhere near as good. Uh, and they probably would just be a minute long. But one of the great joys of working on Canadiana is that when you start digging, uh, you just keep learning more. Mm. Endlessly fascinating connections and threads. and uh, you know, We can be deeply engaged in researching something for weeks and weeks on end and still be blown away by a fact that we had no clue right. was true until, you know, right when, the, when we're working on the finishing touches of the episode, uh, that no matter how much you know about something, and it happens too that once we've released it, we keep learning mm. and end up regretting things we didn't know at the time. And, right. and sort of an endless That's process funny. of learning and, uh, and being surprised. Well, that's cool. That's a, that that probably adds adds a lot of energy, I would think, to, to to the to the research and the writing and the and the and the shoot and 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 all of that, and probably a deep desire to to keep it going in 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 perpetuity. I would think, right? We're, are you guys are you guys thinking far ahead on this, like season seven, season eight? Ashley, is that is that where you're, what you're hoping for? It's definitely what we would. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the hope. We yeah. we there's so many parts of the country to cover that we haven't touched oh. yet, and so many stories. And uh, what, what were you just talking about? It made me think of uh, like we have an episode of, called "The Love Triangle" that brought down Quebec, and originally that was just going. We heard about this cannonball that was lodged in a tree in Quebec City, and so we were going to do this mini episode about a cannonball in a tree, and then we found out this whole other side story that ended up taking over the episode about a love triangle that happened in the house beside that tree. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, you have to watch the episode, but it's um, stories like that. And also every time we're on a shoot, we come across new stories just being in those locations. Uh, when we were in Yukon, uh, I don't know if Adam tells the story all the time. Uh, Kyle went to the washroom and saw a poster and came back and this was like our one of our last days in the Yukon and was like I found another episode. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and we basically were writing this this new video on the spot and filming it on the spot uh, just to get it in there. And that, that happens all over the country. So yeah, there's, there's some, so much yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. And I think that's a that's a that's a, a a beautiful place to be in. And I think for me, without digging uh, too far, it really is about that 
we're all connected, you know, we're all connected through mm-hmm. story, you know, um, and, and there's, and there's healing in, in telling stories. There's healing in, 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 in sharing stories and listening to other people's stories. I mean, there's something incredibly sort of, I think, uh, uh, there's a reason why people like to gather around a fire, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not yeah. just, you, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, it's, it's uh, yeah. yeah. It's, someone asked me once if, if I considered myself or if we consider ourselves teachers. Mm. And I didn't really know how to respond to that. But now that I think of it, we don't want to be seen as that. We're not, we're not giving history lessons. We're sharing stories. Um, and we want those not to be the full, like we want people to be then interested in that subject and go do their own further research. Like we can't fit right. out everything into an episode. Um, we just want to entice people to learn more. To peel peel back the layers. So sadly, we're going to have to wrap it up here in a couple minutes or less. Adam, is this a new career for you? Are you giving up on the writing and the blogging? Or <laughs> uh, they're all, I think, just different facets right. of that storytelling and sharing sharing uh, sharing those stories and that history. Uh, so I think hopefully over time, some things will get busier at sometimes and. Uh, and a little less so at other times, opening up time for other things. So, uh, yeah, and Canadiana hopefully will continue to be a very big part of that. And can we give a little plug for your for your other work? It's the TorontoDreamsProject.com. Is that right? Yeah. If you uh, go there, you'll find uh, links to the blog. And uh, it sort of actually started as a fiction project, showing, showing little dream-like short stories about people from Toronto's past that I uh, print on little cards with, collages about them and leave in public places so you can follow me on social media and see where I'm leaving those to. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I published uh, sort of a history of Toronto called the Toronto Book of the Dead uh, that you nice. can find too that shares sort of Toronto-centric stories of death as a way of sort of nice. covering the whole history of the city. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. I wondered about the coffee table book of, the, you know, this project that you guys are working on at some point down the road. I don't know if that's, I don't know if there's any money in coffee table books or not, maybe not, but uh, it, it seems like a, a, a perfect, perfect setup for something like that. Yeah. The stories just, uh, yeah, the stories are so good. I think they lend themselves to so many formats mm-hmm. and Canadian, especially the places we get to go are so visually stunning uh, frequently that, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do lend themselves to that kind of visual storytelling. Ashley, last, last just before we wrap, um, you're you're looking for subscribers. You you want people to share this uh, with others, obviously teachers and and social media uh, gurus to to dive in. So so watch the episodes, subscribe, share it with your friends. Anything anything else? Uh- no, just uh, YouTube.com/slash Canadiana, and then we're also on all social media at This Is Canadiana. And uh, they are uh, quite a lot of work and uh, quite a lot of money to fly around the country. So we have a Patreon page too. Um, If you want to sort of become a champion of our work and help us continue telling the stories uh, without uh, major funding, uh, then even just a little dollar a month or so uh, goes a long way. So you can just look up uh, Canadiana on Patreon too. Nice. Well, we've been talking with Ashley Brooke and Adam Bunch today about their new web-based series, Canadiana. Thanks, thanks to you both for joining me today. I've uh, really enjoyed our, our chat. Thank you so much. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.